0: Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers. What is up everybody? Welcome to the bottom of the playlist as well as the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers and thank you for tuning in to... The Field Filler Podcast. It is 10, 20 2020. There's something cool about that. I just don't know exactly what it is, but we just had our first race of the round of eight in the books. A lot of interesting things developed after this race, including drivers who are already in a must-win situation, a driver on the outside looking in, getting victorious and locking themselves into the championship four, and a close battle between Chase Elliott and Brad Kisilowski, Martin Trex Jr., and Alex Bowman for that final transfer spot. It's gonna be very interesting to see here in the next coming days what's gonna be happening. We also just had some huge announcements coming into the today, including drivers who are going to be driving the number 14 car, the number 43 car, and a driver coming back to the Cup Series. So very, very big news. We're going to cover on it a little bit. I'm also going to repeat it a little bit in the news episode because these are definitely newsworthy. So we got a lot to cover. Let's first start off with the final results at Kansas Speedway on Sunday. All right, let's look into some of the stats from this race we had about 17 lead changes amongst 11 different drivers we also had six cautions for about 31 laps and honestly it was a really really good battle there at the end we had three drivers who were capable of winning that race in the final couple of laps but in the end it was the number 22 of Joey Logano leading 47 laps getting his third win of the season and punching his ticket into the championship four at Phoenix congratulations to Joey Logano and the number 22 Penske machine he is your winner here at Kansas Speedway. Finishing 2nd, we have the number 4 of Kevin Harvick. Finishing 3rd is the number 88 of Alex Bowman. Finishing 4th, we have the number 2 of Brad Keselowski. Finishing 5th, the highest finishing non-playoff driver, the number 18 of Kyle Busch. Finishing 6th is the number 9 of Chase Elliott. Finishing 7th, we have the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Finishing 8th is the number 24 of William Byron. Finishing ninth, we have the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr. And rounding out the top 10, the top finishing rookie, the number 95 of Christopher Bell Puts everything together in a race And he finishes 10th here at Kansas Finishing 11th we have the number 3 Of Austin Dillon Finishing 12th we have the number 21 Of Matty Bandetto Finishing 13th is the number 10 Of Eric Amarola Finishing 14th is the number 41 Of Cole Custer Finishing 15th is the number 11 Of Denny Hamlin Finishing 16th is the number 47 Of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Finishing 17th is the number 38 Of John Hunter Nemechek. Finishing 18th we have the number 43 Of Bubba Wallace Finishing 19th is the number 34 Of Michael McDowell and rounding out the top 20 was the number 20 of Eric Jones. Some noticeable drivers who finished outside the top 20 is really just focusing on two of them and that is the number one and the number 42 of Kurt Busch and Matt Kenseth. Kurt Busch suffered an engine problem around lap 200, took him out of the race and now he is in a must-win scenario going into the next two races of the round of eight and Matt Kenseth stayed out a little too long on his tires, spun out on the front straightaway, took him out. He finishes last in this race. Looking at the point standings now, the number 22 of Joey Logano, like I said, he's locked in due to that victory. In the second spot, 41 points above the cut line is the number 4 of Kevin Harvick. 20 points above the cut line is the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. 8 points above the cut line is the number 2 of Brad Keselowski. And now the drivers on the outside looking in are Chase Elliott, 8 points behind. Alex Bowman, 27 points behind. Martin Trex Jr., 31 points behind. And then the number 1 of Kurt Busch sits 73 points behind. Going Going into the second race of the round of eight. Now, definitely some highs and lows looking into this race. Definitely one of the biggest highs was you know, Kansas just puts on some very entertaining races, and the ending to this race was um, no exception. I mean, it was really, really close there throughout the entire final 30 laps. Kevin Harvick was doing everything. Everything he can to get past that number 22 machine. Joey Logano is definitely a good blocker. And I know for a lot of fans, that is very, very frustrating. Because, especially if you are an IndyCar fan, if you watch IndyCar, if you block someone, the officials just go nuts. And they say, nope, you're going to the back. Just ask Helio Castroneves. Even when he doesn't block, he gets sent to the back. Here in NASCAR, they can block. They can do whatever they can just to make sure people don't go past. I don't know if many people agree with that, but hey, that's just the way Joey Logano races. It's kind of really worked well for him, but respect to Kevin Harvick for not trying to take him out. I mean, if I was in his spot, I, there was no doubt in my mind that I would have bumped him, and don't tell me Joey Logano wouldn't because we saw five years ago that he doesn't care who you are. He's going to take you out, and he, he's definitely going to piss some people off on the way up to the top. Just add smack Kansas and Kyle Busch. They they really, really don't like Joey Logano. The problem I have with this is not really the blocking per se, but how much of an impact that car reacts when someone blocks them. It is absolutely ridiculous how slow these cars get with this new package. And that is something that has been absolutely infuriating with the Gen 6 car. I mean, you can get up to somebody, but you can't ever pass them. I don't care what package they use. It's always been like that. It's just like, oh my god, I just wish that the Gen 7 car was coming next year. I just wish we had something different. But, you know, the pandemic kind of screwed all of that over, and we can't really rush that because, I mean, as much as people like Rec fest, we do want some at least some quality racing when we get started with the Gen 7 car. So, like I said, bit of a bummer on there. We just really, really need to get away from this package and really just get away from this Gen 6 car as soon as possible. It feels like 2022 is just so far away, but hey, at least we have some road courses that have been added onto the schedule so we don't have to see these dreadful mile and a half tracks where nobody can pass. Also, another thing that I'm starting to notice is Denny Hamlin is not Denny Hamlin right now. Yeah, he did get that victory over at Talladega. Well, a little bit of a questionable call. I mean, we can all agree that it was a really BS call, but it is what it is. Anyways, Going back to it, Denny Hamlin just hasn't been the top dog like he's been throughout the entire year. In a a sense, he's kind of choking again. I don't know what's going on with him. It seems like tracks that he should be doing good at. He just makes a big mistake, and boom, it takes him out of his chances of getting a victory. I don't know. That kind of worries me. But at the same time, Kyle Busch kind of looked like that throughout the playoffs and really wasn't much of a contender, but he had so much points, it didn't even matter. And by the last race, he was able to get the victory. So is Denny Hamlin out of it? Not by a long shot. Is he looking weaker than he did in the first 26 races? Absolutely. I don't know what's going on with Denny Hamlin, but they got to turn it around before they get to Phoenix. And lastly, the thing I got to really complain about is NASCAR is once again trying to compare themselves to other sports when they really don't need to. And more specifically, I'm talking about the Hey Rut segment with the NFL superstar. I'm kind of forgetting his name right now. I know he's a top NFL player during his time. Uh, No disrespect to him, but I just can't freaking take it anymore. Didn't you guys just notice throughout the entire race, they were just like, oh yeah, this is going on here. Speaking of which, Hey! How does this compare to the NFL? Ask that football player. How does this compare to the NFL? Hey, can you can you ask him that? Well, you see, it's kind of similar to this, but not really quite. But we had to work as a team in the NFL. I don't know how you see that in NASCAR. Oh, you hear that, guys? You hear that, guys? It's kind of similar to NASCAR. We're the same as NFL. Look at that. We're just as good as them. That's why we have the play. That's what it felt like. And it pisses me off and it pisses a lot of race fans off because we're not watching the race to see if it's as good as the NFL. If we were going to do that, we would be watching the NFL right now. Because let's be honest, when there is a program that's trying to compare themselves to another program, we're just as good as this. What do you think people are going to do? Oh, these are going on at the same time. I'm going to look at this program because people are trying to be as good as it. So I'm going to watch this. And you never gain those casual fans and you just annoy the diehard fans because they know that you're not focusing on them. You're just focusing on the casual fans. That's my gripe about it. It's absolutely annoying. I just hope that in the final race they don't start saying like things like, This is the Super Bowl of NASCAR. This is the Game 7 of the World Series of NASCAR. Because it's just absolutely ridiculous. I just can't stand it anymore. Let's just hope they don't do that, because if they do, they're going to start making me feel sick to my stomach, kind of like similar to how sick Kurt Busch's engine was before it blew up. But that's all we got to talk about with the Kansas Speedway race. There was a lot of good racing going on there at the end, which is really good, but there is some things that they need to fix as far as the broadcast booth goes and definitely the package. There's not too much we can do to the package for 2020, but maybe they can do little adjustments for 2021. Now, I did say that there is some very interesting news going on right now in the NASCAR world. Some big announcements. So I'm going to touch on those real quick before we look at our fantasy picks and see which drivers did great for us and which drivers let us down. So let's do a quick news segment here on Monday. All right, the first bit of news involving the number 14 machine for Stuart Haas Racing. They have announced the driver for that car for the 2021 season, and it is the superstar down in the Xfinity Series, Chase Briscoe, who's going to be moving full time to the Cup Series in 2021 in that number 14 machine. This is well-deserved for Chase Briscoe. He's been doing absolutely incredible down the Xfinity Series. He might even get the championship this year with nine victories already. Are you kidding me? He deserves to be in the Cup Series. And then when I saw Clint Boyer leave, I mean, everyone knew right away. They were just like, oh, boy, here we go. Chase Briscoe's going to the Cup Series. A lot. There were some people who were thinking Kyle Larson, but that would be so insane if they were to do that because that would just piss off Chase Briscoe and he'd probably go somewhere else. So good job on that one, Stuart Haas Racing. I hope for the best for Chase Briscoe, and I'm hoping he does really good in that number 14 car for 2021. And this is not quite an official announcement yet, but it seems like it came from a very, very good source with CBS Sports. Eric Jones is going to be replacing Bubba Wallace in the number 43 machine at Richard Petty Motorsports next season. It seemed like Eric Jones was either going to be in the number 43 machine or the number 48 machine. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, with Eric Jones, it this is kind of a bit of a bummer to see him go into Richard Petty Motorsports. I feel like he's going to do really good for the team. The team needs a very dominant driver, and Eric Jones has a lot of talent. Don't get me wrong with that. I do like Eric Jones. The problem is I I feel like Eric Jones is more deserving of a better race team because let's be honest, Richard Petty Motorsports has been on a downhill spiral since 1995 and they've been more of a subpar team ever since and I'm hoping that, hey, maybe Eric Jones can do something with this team. Maybe he could get a victory out in one of the restricted play races. He's really good there. Maybe he can get a lot of top 10s. He can get that car into the top 16, but he couldn't do that with the number 20 car, which is much better equipment, so I'm a little nervous on this, but at least we know where Eric Jones is going to be. He's not going to be going down to the Xfinity Series. He's not going to go to a completely mediocre team like Spire Motorsports. He's at least going to be with an okay team. I just wish he could have been on a team that was a little bit better but now we know who's going to be driving the number 43 machine and it's going to be eric jones in 2021 and then the last bit of news i want to cover on nascar announced that kyle larson has been reinstated and he will be cleared to return to all nascar racing activities on january 1st 2021 You know, it was a very, very controversial time around Easter when Kyle Larson said that quote that just basically ruined his career at that point and basically we thought we would never see him back up into the Cup Series again because he would probably never find sponsorships or to the same level. But you know… Kyle Larson has done really well at trying to fix his wrong. He has done a lot of volunteer work. He has talked to a lot of groups and he has better educated himself. He took a lot of right moves when going and trying to solve this issue because it was, it was bad. I like most people thought Kyle Larson wasn't gonna come back. It it was it was really, really bad at the time. And like I said, a lot of hard work and a lot of right steps. And now look at that. He's gonna get reinstated on January 1st, 2021. That's great. I think that's a that's an appropriate amount of time to be out for something to that extent. Who is he going to be going with? A lot of people are saying it's going to be that number 88 car or maybe the number five car. Either way, Rick Henrik Motorsports looks to be picking up Kyle Larson. Or maybe they go with Corey LaJoy. Maybe he was, maybe Rick Henrik thought to himself, he's just like, oh, hey, got a lot of respect for him giving me that note like that. You're hired, you son of a bitch. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Or maybe we see Kyle Larson go to someone like Spire Motorsports. We don't know yet. But Kyle Larson can come back in 2021. Now the question is, Which team is he going to be with? And that's the big announcements that I wanted to cover on real quick. We might come back to that, but I think we explained it really well. We'll see. But in the meantime, it is time to look at our fantasy picks and see which observer did the best and which observer got himself a good old bronze medal. And it's time to look at the studs and duds of this week at Kansas Speedway. Okay, so let's recap on some of the drivers that I said would be excellent choices to go for going into this race. The top five dogs were definitely Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott, Martin Trex Jr., Kevin Harvick, and Denny Hamlin going into this race. Denny Hamlin was the favorite to win the race, and he did win states two, and he provided 40 points at the end of this race. Unfortunately, he had a little bit of a bad finish finishing in the 15th spot. He should have did way better than that, but just ran to some problems, wasn't able to execute. Still, you got 40 points from Denny Hamlin. That is definitely a good second or third pick. And then Kevin Harvick was Kevin Harvick. He did an incredible job in this race, scored 48 points. Um, That's usually what we see out of Kevin Harvick, especially at mile and a half. Right around his average, well done by him. Martin Trex Jr. was kind of a little bit off compared to his last few finishes here, and he just really hasn't been where he was during the summer. He's looking more now as a fourth or fifth pick more than a second or third pick going into the next few races still 34 points that's not too bad but still not as much as we wanted Chase Elliott went above and beyond, scoring 47 points. Um, people were kind of hoping that he would score 50, but this is still really good by Chase Elliott. If you had him on your roster, you're definitely happy with that. Same with Brad Keselowski. Brad Keselowski just needed to put everything together, and it would work really well for him. And that's exactly what he did, scored 47 points. Well done for him as well. Eric Jones was definitely a bust looking into this race, because on average, he scores about 37 points in the last six races, and he only scored 23 He kind of did the same thing as Denny Hamlin, um, except he really fell off really early in the race. And it was just an absolute bummer because Eric Jones does really good at these racetracks. And just to see him score 23 points, definitely a bust on his side. Kurt Busch, too, not really his fault. He was running near the front. Just had an engine that expired on him a little too early. Scored three points. Ugh, bit of a bummer. But hopefully you had some reliable guys as your fifth and sixth picks. Alex Bowman did incredible on that number 88, finishing third in this race, scoring 46 points. If you had him or a fourth or fifth pick, he he scored as many points as a second or first pick would. So great job by Alex Bowman. He really did well for your fantasy roster. And then Kyle Busch, in all honesty, he kind of underperformed according to his last six finishes here at this racetrack. He usually scores around 40 points, and he only scored 33. I mean, not too bad, but not nearly as much as we want wanted from the number 18 machine. Still, Kyle Bush, if he was your fourth or fifth pick, 30-something points, hey, there you go. Really good job. And then our six picks, I would say it would be Eric Amarola, Tyler Reddick, and Clint Boyer. These guys absolutely didn't do anything for us. Unfortunately, Eric Jones was just not a top 10 running guy. He's kind of fallen off more than what I expected. I don't even know if I want to put him on Texas. Same with Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer um, should have been a top 10 guy. He was running in the top 10 at one point. Just fell off at the end. Couldn't get stage points. 12 points. That was a brutal hit. And then Tyler Reddick, um, definitely his worst finish by far here at Kansas. He's done really well here in the last few finishes. So to see him do that rough, ugh, that kind of hurt. And then Joey Logano, I completely missed him. I actually thought to myself, he's not going to do good in this race. And now I looked like a complete ass because he scored first, got 42 points, didn't score the most points, but still he was in the top five for scoring the most points. So obviously if you added him onto the team, good job for not listening to me once again. I usually screw up at least one thing in these fantasy picks, but overall these guys did really well for us. I say the guys near the back kind of let us down, but, but if you were saving a lot of these top dogs for this race, they paid off dearly. They scored you a bunch of points. Oh man we got the suspenseful music you know what that means it's time to see which observer did the best and let me tell you guys we had some phenomenal picks because honestly everyone's fifth guy scored 24 or more points. That is really damn good and the lowest score with all of them combined was 184 points. That's usually a score with someone getting victorious in a weekend. I think at Talladega, the guy who won scored 153 points. 184, that blows that way out of the water. And that's third place. Damn! Good job, observers. I'm kind of saying good job to myself. You know, a little bit of narcissism right there. But it is what it is. But finishing third, the guy who's still the golden turd after scoring that many points is... Mechanical Manny, he had Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, William Byron, Kyle Busch, Martin Trex Jr., and Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick gave him the screw down from those picks, and he had to take someone like William Byron, who still did pretty good, but just not enough to keep up with me and Crazy Corrado. Sorry, Mechanical Manny. No victory for you this weekend. No gloating for you. Suck it to the law of the land. Now, it's time to see... Did I secure my championship with this win, or does Crazy Corrado stay alive with his picks? Here's the final score. With the score of 193, that got that person second place, while first place got 214 points. And the man with 214 points in this week winner is... Crazy Corrado. He had Ryan Blaney, Brad Keselowski, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamley, and Martin Trex Jr. scoring 214. He is clearly the winner of this weekend at Kansas Speedway. Welcome back, Crazy Corrado. You actually turned in your picks, and my goodness, you showed how much talent you can have at picking the right drivers. Literally, Kyle Busch was your worst pick, and he still scored 33 points. This is why we have you as an observer in the podcast, because you do a phenomenal job at picking the right drivers. Good job to you. You are the winner this weekend. And once again, I get another silver medal. At least I didn't get a bronze medal, because at least I can be a little bit proud with my picks more than Mechanical Manny. But that will do it for this weekend. Congratulations to Crazy Corrado with another victory going in to Texas. And that will include the last segment of today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I noticed that a lot of people actually really enjoy the bit of a horror story that I did for last Sunday. So I'm going to make sure I can do a couple more before Halloween hits because that was a lot of fun for me. I know my voice was kind of mellow at the ending of that episode, but I really did enjoy it. I just wanted to keep the mood. And also, Texas is going to be coming up. I don't know how the race is going to be. Hopefully, there's a little bit more passing than what we saw at kansas but we have as good as a finish as we did at kansas so a little bit of what we saw last week with a little bit of what we didn't want to see last week so thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest i have been able to fill up the last few remaining of your time so i'm gonna take the car and pull it right on into pit road collect my last place winnings and i am out so you all take care this has been the field filler podcast